What is up? It is Saturday night. What's happening? We are not a cinema No, we're not. We missed this one, but we're having our own cinema right here in Pennsylvania. Rex, what be like? What, what's like the one step under a wasteland? Uh, I, I don't know what would be one step under a wasteland. I know what would be twelve steps under the wasteland. Which is normal society? No, it'd be Motor City Nightmares. Oh no, yeah, we're talking. If we're talking, I was talking about the word wasteland. Oh, wasteland. Um, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, we're doing our own weekend kind of thing. So, fucking, hey, I'm bummed out. Wasn't it I Drink Your Blood reunion? I think so. I think that was this one. Yeah, it's going to... I'm trying not to look at posts from people. Yeah, I've stumbled across a few. But, I mean, I do think that a lot of the main people we would hang out with there didn't go either. I know. I know. But, so I don't feel too bad. No, I know. I hear you. Uh, but, you know, maybe there's going to be a day... We, we've had a lot of, like, adult stuff going on, you know, in the past months. So it's kind of tough to make a trip because you know we're going to spend money and you know we're going to fucking, you know, it's just, it's like, damn, dude. It's one of those things, it's hard not to spend, like, you spend money just driving down there. You got to spend money in the hotel room and you can, if you get it ingrained in your fucking head that you're not going to go into the vendor room. That's not living. Yeah, but you got to go into the vendor room. That that's living. Going into the vendor room is living, dude. L I V I N. But you could do it the super fucking cheap way. Buy one weekend pass. They give it to you on the lanyard, and you just pass that motherfucker around. I know, I know. But I always <laughs> want to buy shit when I'm there, man. I want to go tape shopping. I want to go shirt shopping. You know, dude. I found killer. I've I found great tapes there every time I went. Me too. I found the original uh, Japanese pressing of. The burning soundtrack on vinyl, which is fucking awesome. That was a super rare, like not to say rare find, but just like odd, random find. Because I was at the massacre booth talking to Lewis, mm-hmm. and I think it was uh, uh, what the fuck's the name of that company? Vagrant Video set up next to him. Gotcha. And it was just sitting there, like it looked like it was somebody left it there, like they bought it and they just left it there. Because they, they weren't selling any records that I remember. Hmm. And I just picked it up, and I was looking at it, and I looked at the guy, and I'm like, so how much you selling this? He's, he's like, throughout the price, and I'm like, all right. Still not convinced I didn't buy somebody else's record that they actually left at the table. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, it's possible, man. I mean, you know how, you know how it goes when we're at those conventions. We get pretty polite with the... Uh, Alcohol consumption, so anything could happen. Yeah, they wouldn't do and fucking care. Like, someone, you know, you left this at my table and somebody wants to buy it? Yeah. All right. Right. <laughs> I seen people there buy fucking stacks of bootlegs that they knew were bootlegs from somebody and then sell them at their table at like 100% upcharge. Yeah. They bought them for like 10 bucks a piece. Probably, probably talk them into a wholesale price because they were selling them for 10 bucks a piece, but they bought like a stack, so they probably got them for like maybe eight piece and then we're selling them for like 15 to 20 other table <laughs> yeah it's crazy that one dude i don't know his name don't like him too much though every tape i've ever bought from him was fucked up oh I he would talking about. he would mark up his tapes like he's, you know he was I mean? the one who always gave like the uh convention prices yeah yeah he's like um 
Yeah, I'm going to charge you $40 for the town that dreaded sundown clamshell. Like, ooh. Maybe not. But I will pay 25 for the mutilator, only to find out later that there's a fucking line through the middle of the movie the whole time. What was the one you bought that was a totally different movie? Oh, the fucking Beyond the Door? Yes. It was the color purple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm not amazing. even kidding. When I put the fucking movie in, it was a blank tape. There was no sticker on it. There was, like, no label or sticker on it. I put it in. It was the part when Oprah's, like, peeing. <laughs> and the tracking was all bad on it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I rewound it, and it was the color purple. I'm like, dude, you fucking punk-ass <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> sold me the color purple in a fucking beyond-the-door slipcase. Like... You knew what was going on, man. I'll never buy another tape from that. And and I bought Don't Go in the Woods from him for like ten bucks, and the fucking top was busted off, and he wanted like twenty for it. I'm like, no, man. So there's that. You that you always got to look out for that at conventions, you know. Busted ass fucking flap on the tape. Yeah, dude. The top. I had to like do VH surgery on this motherfucker and put a brand new top on it, and now it it's all good. Dude, one of the ones I was like. Stoked to grab was uh, it was from the dudes you always got uh, you always buy those t-shirts from yeah the yeah. same dudes you've been going to like every fucking year yeah yeah they had a stack of tapes and I think it was like their buddies tapes that he was selling mm-hmm. and I got a Greek pressing of forced entry oh really and then they even included because uh, the Greek tapes or pal tapes they even included a CD ROM or CDR or whatever with a fucking uh, DVDR of it burned onto a disc so I could actually watch it. <laughs> No shit. I got okay. it for like a cheap price too, man. Like I he, never he was that. just like clearing out fucking tapes. Oh shit. He's like, Oh yeah, do you want that here? I got the fucking I have a dub for you so you can actually watch it if you don't got a fucking multi region player, which I don't. Right, right. I'm like, Fuck yeah. Yeah. Not we haven't gotten into it yet, but I did watch Forced Entry last week. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude, let's just well, yeah. I, I, before before we get into it though, I watched it. And it was my first time watching it, and it's fucking no joke. And from what I understand, there's like real Vietnam footage in that movie, like real footage of the deaths and the the famine and just the horrors of that war. He's flashing back. They're using actual stock footage of Vietnam film, and that's what makes it that much more disturbing. It's like. This is real deal shit, dude. This is like a dude that's fucked up from the war. Like, you know. <laughs> so, um, do you remember? Did you watch? It might be not, not. Am I thinking of a different movie or am I remembering it? No, Forced Entry was the dude that. The Rape Revenge. Yeah. Right? It, no, it's not a revenge. He's just well, randomly. Well, no, yeah, it's not a revenge. You're right. It's just him fucking raping chicks. Yeah. And he, he, like, holds up in that chick's house for, like, a day. Yeah. But he keeps flashing back to the war. I keep forgetting. I'm not. I can't remember the fucking flashback scenes with him in the war. Yeah, yeah. And it's like actual Vietnam footage of like fucking people that are starving to death and like people that are like thrown on piles dead and shit. It's like fucking crazy, man. It's been a. <clears throat> it's been a little bit since I've seen it. I'm not remembering the flashbacks. Yeah. So. I'm remembering the rape. Yeah, those... It's pretty heavy-handed. It's no joke, dude. <laughs> that's no joke. Anyone that, that sees that movie, dude, go into it with a certain state of mind because you're going to be disturbed. 
What's the one that uh, you posted a while ago and Lewis commented like, uh, "Fight for your life." There it is. Yeah, I talked about that on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. That, that movie's really uncomfortable to watch, um, and it's along the same lines. But yeah, fucking, well, we can we can get into it. Uh, that's I watched that forced entry online. I found a stream of it, which was surprising. Yeah, but I did. Um, I didn't write down what I've been watching, but what have you been watching? Um, watch Mad Max. Yeah, let's get into that for a second because well, I I was like I want to watch Mad Max, and then I'm looking for my copy, and I'm like, where the fuck's my fucking copy of Mad Max? And I looked for it for two days, and I can't find it. So, the only plausible explanation that happened to my Mad Max copy is while I was at work somebody broke in my house get the fuck out of here man they they gained Killian's trust with a bag of begging strips oh god they went up to my room and they found my Mad Max and they took it and then they locked their door the door on their way out okay did you have the Mad Max slipcase clamshell DVD burn DVD Okay, well, <laughs> I think someone they wanted stole it. your bootlegged. They fucking... wanted my burn copy of Mad Max. Oh man! But they left Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome. Someone broke into my fucking house, apartment <laughs> and stole my Beyond Thunderdome because I can't find it. I thought I had it on both VHS and DVD, and I can't find either one. I found my Mad Max. I found my Road Warrior. You know, I have the slipcase of both, and I used to... The first one I ever owned was Beyond Thunderdome. I had it on DVD. And I could have swore I bought from a thrift store Beyond Thunderdome, but I can't fucking find it, man. So It's probably the same guy. Yeah, it's probably the same guy, dude. He's just... He's on he probably hit up somebody else for fucking Road Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> now he's sitting at home living, living the high life with the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man, but... You um, asked me, as far as Mad Max goes, if I prefer Mad Max or Road Warrior, and I said neither. Yeah. Beyond Thunderdome reigns supreme. (laughs) I fucking love Beyond Thunderdome, dude. I really do. I think that movie fucking rules. Um, Tina Turner's in it. Uh, Master Blaster. The whole fucking, just the whole concept of it's really cool. But as far as like the first two, I would I would go Road Warrior with uh, the first two. I honestly go back and forth. Yeah, the first one I watched uh, yesterday. Because Mad Max is amazing. Um, it basically just comes down to a just revenge film. Yeah. Oh and yeah. The very last scene is just cold blooded. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't even that dude thinks that because he doesn't remember who Mel Gibson is. He doesn't realize who he is. Right. And he thinks that Mel Gibson showing up as a cop just fucking with him because of, like, he thinks he killed that dude that he's, like, taking his boots off of at that moment. Right. But doesn't Mel Gibson says nothing to him, just drags him over, <laughs> cuffs him to a bumper, and gives him a hacksaw. Yeah. And then he just walks away. So that dude, like, dies thinking, like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> yeah, right. That's It's great, dude. I, I The first time I seen that movie was with my dad. And uh, I, I was really into it. I thought it was fucking the, the first Mad Max. Yeah. And then it was later on that I watched the sequels. But 
Mine was flipped. I think I saw both the sequels before I saw Mad Max. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Thunderdome came out when we were kids. Obviously, the first two were like before our time. I, I want to say. I know the first one was. Yeah, first one was 79. Um, Second one was like 81, I thought. Yeah, I think Or 82 so. or something like that. So, yeah, it's not too far off. Yeah, yeah, but Thunderdome was like 86, 87. That was like the later one, yeah. Cause and there was a Nintendo game for it and music video and on MTV. Whoa, Pumps and Breaks, there was a Nintendo game for it? Oh, yeah, yeah, look it up. Why the fuck do I not know about yeah, that? Yeah, look it up, man. Because I was not aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. I know there's a PlayStation 2 game for it. Or a PS3 game, maybe. Yeah, Road Warrior was 81. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. But, yeah, check out uh, that Nintendo game if you ever get a chance, man. Um, was it fucking Thunderdome? Yeah. That's fucking... Yeah. I don't know how the hell I did not know about this game. Let's see here. Mad Max, NES. Fucking, yeah, Mad Max, fucking NES play through shit. Yep. Mad Max 1990 video game. Yep. I'm... Fuck, okay. I think I kind of got to figure, I got to play that. <laughs> yeah, let's try to find it. I don't think it was one of the more popular games. You yeah, know, I got to play that. Fucking awesome. But I haven't got around to watching The Road Warrior yet, so I'm probably going to pop that in tomorrow while I'm doing laundry. And Thunderdome, I don't know what the fuck happened to it. I'll have to look for it again. But uh, What else have you been watching, man, besides Mad Max? Um, watched The Last Drive-In last night. Yeah, yeah, how was it? Some of it. It was good. It was uh, Larry Cohen died, so they did a Cohen film. They played Q. Right on. That yeah. was the first movie. And then uh, the second one was Society. Gotcha. I don't think I've seen that. Society? Society. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, people like... I know a lot of people like freaking praise that movie. Okay. But it's not bad. Right on. Yeah. yeah. That's an every Friday thing now. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Every Friday, 9 p.m. Uh, real quick, uh, the last drive-in, there's a older guy that works at my uh, job. His name's Eric. Mm-hmm obsessed with old school horror and Halloween. He saw me wearing my Sir Graves Ghastly shirt and just went off on a tangent about how much he loves Sir Graves Ghastly and then the ghoul just passed away. Yeah, I was going to say he just died. He just he came up to me Friday and he's like, "Do you hear the sad news?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he was just telling me these stories about uh Sven Gulli mm-hmm. and the the ghoul and Sir Graves Ghastly and that's his whole thing. He's like, you should really see my house for Halloween. I go all out like, and you wouldn't peg him as that type of dude. He's just a high low driver. It's like old guy with white hair, but man, he's he's really into horror and into Halloween. And that's awesome. It was fucking rad, dude. I'm like, that's cool, man. I was like, it, you know, uh. Sir Graves Ghastly was before my time, but I've seen like trailers and stuff on YouTube of like you know his little skits that he did before movies, and that shit was fucking awesome, dude. Oh yeah. So um, I told him to check out Joe Bob Briggs. He's never okay. He's never he was like I don't know who that is. I'm like okay. He used to do Monster Vision on TNT, 
And he goes, wait a minute, did he have a small part in Casino? Fuck yeah, he did. I'm like, yes, he did. Now, so you know who he is. He's got like a, a little bit of a southern accent. He drinks uh, beer. That's his whole shtick. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll check him out. I'm like, yeah, he does a thing on Shutter now where he hosts The Last Drive-In and shit. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now it's every Friday, which is fucking killer. Yeah, for anybody who hasn't watched it yet, I mean, it's worth tuning in. Um, pretty much every movie... I'm, I'm going to assume that almost every movie he plays is going to be pretty legit, but because it's on Shutter, you could probably rule out shit he's going to play because he's going to only be playing shit that Shutter already has the rights to. Yeah, true story. Yeah. Sometimes they'll hold off on putting it up until after they do it, so it might be something that's not already there. But, I mean, for the commentary alone, his fucking commentary, for anybody who's because he did the show on the movie channel before he did Monster Vision, but I think most people, especially like our age, maybe a little bit younger, know him, all, know him for Monster Vision. Right. The same fucking format. Shit, the set's pretty much the fucking same. Right. It's a true story. Right. So, I mean, if you like that format, and he's he's pretty, he's pretty fucking knowledgeable, man. I was going to say, yeah, his knowledge of like horror movies and actors and actresses and like... He goes deep. Writers and producers and directors and shit. He knows, like, all that shit, so. And I'm sure a lot of it's research, or at least research he did before. It is, but, I mean, he, you know, the, just the way he talks about it, like, he's very informative. Like, oh, yeah. you know, he gives you the rundown, you know what I mean, to where you know what's going on. Yeah. But, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, watch that. Um, I plan on doing that at least, I don't know, most Fridays. Um... Watched uh, Death Metal Zombies. Never seen it. It's like a mid '90s SLV film. Okay. Um, done by just you could tell it's just a group of people just wanted to make a fucking movie. Which actually the director of it has made like a good handful of like SLV films. Okay. But it's a uh, yeah. I mean, it's not bad. The gore is fucking great. Acting's what you'd expect from an SLV film with just a bunch of friends wanting to make a movie. <laughs> oh yeah yeah. But old old horror and old metal t-shirts galore in this. Sweet. Seeing the old fucking uh, like OG like metal and horror posters up in their room because you can tell they just filmed it at their fucking house. Yeah. It was cool for just for that fucking soundtrack, like mortician, pungent stench. Oh, cool. Fucking uh, I can't remember who else. That's right up my alley. It's the That's only two cool. I remember. But yeah, they they show like a list of all the bands, like feature music by, and it's like a fucking two page list of bands. Yeah. Oh, disrupts in it. Oh fuck yeah. But it's not bad. Hell yeah. If you like SLV films and you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Okay. Um. Watch through the entire series of Daria again. That's your that's your whip, man. <laughs> That is definitely your whip, dude. I yeah, I love that show. Always have. I know, I know that you're. And anyone that that knows Jared knows that he's all about his Daria, which is cool because that show was pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. Usually, once I I'll, I'll be like, oh, I want to, I'll pop it on, because I got the complete set. But then like Hulu also has it, and I'll be like, I'll pop it on, watch like an episode or so, and then I just watch the entire series. Yeah, that's sick, dude. Yeah, you binge watch and shit. Yeah. Uh, other than that, um, went and seen Us. Did you? Yes. 
How? Okay. A new fucking horror movie. I actually you wouldn't see. I couldn't tell you last time I went to a theater. It's been a while. I've been trying to get you to go out and see fucking new horror movies, and you went out and seen it. Well, you say like, "Hey, man, we should go see this movie," and I'm like, "Okay," and then that's the last of it. Yeah, that's a good point. But we'll go and see <laughs> something like we should go see the new Pet Cemetery, man. I think, I think that'd be cool. But how did you like us? I liked it. Okay. Um, there wasn't a lot that I disliked about it. There were certain parts that I was like, wow, this is bad. Like, they, they should have rewrote this. They should have something. But overall, I dug it. Um, the whole time I was thinking about the people that I saw posting online that are arguing that this is not a horror movie. And I don't understand. Now that I've seen the movie, I'm like, how how are you saying this isn't a horror movie? What are they saying it is? Oh, it's not a horror movie. It's just like a thriller. Psychological thriller or something? They're just saying thriller. Like, it's a thriller. And I'm like, it's a fucking horror movie, dude. Like, this is a straight-up horror movie. Everything. It actually has... Like, it's... It doesn't... It's not exactly like it, but there's certain aspects of it, like, strangers. Okay. To a degree. Okay. Like, not, like, super heavy-handed or not, like, 100% it's just like strangers, but there's parts of it that I'm like, okay, this kind of would be like strangers gotcha it's a fucking horror movie dude right like, everything that i've seen and heard of this movie screams it's a horror movie yeah that that's my first impression of this film is that it's a horror movie so there's some parts i dug uh i've seen people posting online about when the one of the first scenes you just see a tv mm-hmm. and it takes place in the 80s okay and there's like a uh, a chud vhs on the side. No way. But it's like the Star Classics, Classics release, which yeah. came out like years later. <laughs> so they were like, uh, cool, it's Chud release, but they probably should have put more work into picking the right fucking Chud release. Yeah, <laughs> right. But then, uh, so it's like, it kind of, uh, doppelgangers and fucking home invasion type of thing. They make reference to fucking uh, Home Alone. Really? And the wife's like, you did not just fucking say Home Alone. What am I gonna get out here with fucking micro machines? And the kids like, what's their kids like? What's Home Alone and what are micro machines? Oh wow! <laughs> Holy shit! I'm like, all right, I, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> there was some like, but I don't know. Overall, I liked it. Some parts of it, I was just kind of like, eh. Okay. But I think as a whole, I dug it. Yeah. I like what he's doing. Like. That's I like cool. obviously I like Jordan Peele from fucking King and Peele. I was gonna say you're a huge fan of his work, so yeah. So his when he's when they were quitting and he said he was gonna get into horror, I was like uh, more new shitty horror. But I've liked all the stuff he done. I hasn't checked. I haven't checked out the uh, Twilight Zone yet. No, I'm really intrigued by that. I heard the first episode kind of sucks. Really? Yeah. The, the pilot. It, yeah, yeah, I heard it's kind of boring. But I'm gonna check it out. I mean, can't all be winners? Like. Didn't they do, uh, again, the 20,000 feet? I, yeah, I don't know if that was the first episode, but there he was doing it. Yeah, I've seen it pop up, and I was like, dude, okay, cool, that's that's awesome. And then there's one called The Comedian. I think so, yeah. An episode. There's like three episodes now, or four, but that's cool. I, I definitely want to check that out, because... Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. But, uh... Like, he always makes, like... 
he knows he's he's at least you could tell he's into horror. You could tell he's a horror fan. He right. makes references to horror. There's fucking somebody posted screenshots from an interview where he is dressed like fucking Jack Torrance, like identically to Jack Torrance from The Shining. Really? Oh, that's awesome. Like identically. And they're like, there's no way that's coincidence. Like he fucking did that. With the fucking jacket and everything. The red jacket. The red man. jacket, yeah. But yeah, I liked it. I had a good time with it. That's cool. I'll have to check it out. For sure. But, um... But yeah, what about you, man? What have you been watching? Uh, I didn't write anything of what I've been watching, so I'm going to go off the top of my head. I did watch uh, Girl in Room 2A. Yeah, what'd you think of that? I liked it. I really did. It's a, it's a good good film. I love the killer. Mm-hmm. And I love the twist. Uh, the, the bright orange fucking gloves and the just... The dude, visually, this movie fucking rules, man. For a Jalo, it's good. Now, I did watch Blade of the Ripper, but I don't have a remote for my VCR, mm-hmm. and the tracking was just atrocious. Well, I told you that was a shit. Yeah, it was a transfer. shit release of that fucking movie. <clears throat> yeah, I, I couldn't. Uh, I, I put it on before I went to sleep, and I ended up falling asleep. But dude, it was like zoomed in. Yeah. Yep. And the tracking was just atrocious, so I, I'm going to have to fucking find a different copy of that because I know, from what I understand, it's a good good movie. It's a good movie. That, Like I told you, that, that fucking copy I have is just a shit release. Yeah. It uses the same artwork as the Comet release. Gotcha. But it's not. Right. And yeah, it's like cropped in. They It was a shit transfer fucking... Just a real cheap fucking release. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I tried to watch that because I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do this, um, getting into like Jalos and stuff like that now. Uh, because I, you know, that to me it was the precursor to the slasher film. But uh, I watched uh, those, and uh, let's see, I watched uh, Pet Cemetery the original again. Just because the hype over the the new one, uh, I'm trying to think of what else I watched. I I can't really uh, I can't really think, man. It, I don't know. Let's see. Um, yeah, if I don't write it down for this set, I always forget what I watch because I usually put them. I, I try to put everything back now. I don't try. I try not to have just stacks of fucking movies sitting around anymore. Yeah, that's that's my problem. Is you know the stacks of movies I got fucking I watched Nightmare City uh, and that's about it man I mean I don't know I, I oh and Tales from the Crypt I have the uh, complete second season and I watched uh, Tales from the Crypt oh yeah so that that was I binge watched that the, uh, the other day I just fucking episode after episode man um, that's all I've really been watching though uh that I can remember. Oh yeah. So, you know, besides you know the movie that we're going to talk about in a little while, I definitely watched that twice this week. So, um, twice the spar shooter. Yep. Yeah, I'll be waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> what have you been jamming? Uh, short list this week. Um, a couple of uh, usual suspects. A couple of new ones. Manhunt. 
power violence band from yes. uh, Australia. Yeah, we're supposed to play with those fucking guys, man. That's what you were saying. Bummed on that that we didn't. They had to cancel their. They had to cut their tour short. I think something came up. They had to go back. Wow, that sucks, man. So we got. Yeah, that was like towards the end of Abe Lincoln. Yeah, I felt we were playing our better shit. It would have been an awesome show. Yeah. What do you think of those guys though? Yeah, I love them. They're they're super pissed off. And uh, I don't know, man. It's it's like blueprint power violence to me. Like as far as you know, it's like that's what you want out of a power violence band. And it rules that they're from Australia. I just think that's fucking awesome because I don't really know of too many faster bands that come from Australia. Oh boy. Well, there you go. You need to get into the Australian grind scene. Okay. Well, I would. I, it's all new to me, man. <laughs> I don't know, these guys are fucking ripping, though, dude. They're good. The manhunt's really good. Um, the Meth Drinker Desperation 7-inch. Um, I love the artwork. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a picture of a dude walking into a fucking convenience store with a knife and a ski mask on. And it's like, you know... <laughs> I, I don't know. It just intrigues me. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's awesome. Uh, Active Disorder from Montreal. They're like a crust DB grind band. Uh, I've been listening to them. Disease. Chris from Shit Life told me to check them out. It's uh, a member from Acid Feast. Nice. Yeah. And they're from uh, Seattle. Yes. And they're a grind band. And uh, I've been listening to that. I threw in Megadeth. Uh, Killing is my business. Um, I listened to the Ramones Halfway to Sanity album. That's their later stuff. Early 90s, I want to say late 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, City Hunter. I'm still listening to that. Uh, it's fucking killer. The Deep Blood album, obviously. A uh, band that you need to check out called Saturnine. Uh, it's an all-female sludge band from Italy. And, I think um, you were telling me about them. Yeah, they're they're really good. They're heavy as fuck, and uh, the chicks are easy on the eyes too. Um, Mike from Acid Witch and a hundred other bands said that he played a show with them, and they were really good uh, at a festival. So that's cool. Oh yeah. Uh, Killed in public, man. You need to check out Killed in Public. They're fucking awesome. Their album uh, Vistas of Hate. They're from Sweden. Uh, came out in 2015. Sludge Band. Corrupted Dio's Injusto 7-inch. Yes. Yeah. Shit's killer. Uh, Meth Drinker Open Tomb Split from 2012 from New Zealand. Both bands. Uh, Benjamin Sakuzu slash The Pose. Uh, Bob showed me this Funeral Doom band called Abstract Spirit. Kind of did that. Uh, the New Shit Life. The two-track sampler. The two-track fucking trail mix sampler. That shit is no joke, dude. So everyone that's listening, our boys in shit life have new shit upon us, and it's fucking just pedal to the metal, dude. They have not eased up at all. Yeah, fucking full length coming out called Rain and Bud. Mm-hmm. Um, they just put up two tracks from it as like a teaser kind of. Uh, so that should be out fucking soon as fuck. I hope. Yeah. I'm I'm I'm, expect, I'm expecting it to be out before summer. No, oh, it will be. I'm confident in that. And um, yeah, it's if you like grape shitter and their older shit, this shit blows it away. I think. 
I think this shit's really going to catapult them into a whole different category. New tax bracket. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I want... I said it before, and I've seen like comments back and forth between those two. I want a motherfucking PLF shit life split. That would be sick. I just watched... A, literally, I didn't write it down or anything, but I watched a whole live set of PLF. Just to see what their live show was like, and that shit is chaotic, man. Killer three piece. Fucking missed them. The was it a couple years ago they played at Anti Music Fest down in Dayton, and I missed going to it. Oh man, they're so fucking good live, dude. And they don't. There's no fucking frills, dude. It's you're going to a grind show, man. And it was like you know, I don't know. The crowd was like really into it, and they played it. It was like a small little fucking like someone's basement or something. At a fucking grind fest, it was it was killer. Good footage. When, but, he, when fucking Abe Lincoln was supposed to go out west, we were supposed to play a show, like two shows with him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fucking. That's where they're from, right? Yeah, they're from Texas. Oh, they're from Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, the PLF. I watched that whole live set, and then the the last thing I've been listening to is this band called Ranger. Uh, that Jared didn't really particularly care for but i like them i think they're fucking awesome uh shit life recommended that i listen to them and they have an album from a couple years ago called speed and violence and it's uh hey man if you if you dig vocals and vocal patterns and lyrics that seem like they're forced and crammed in and they're trying to like Make these lyrics fit the beat and tempo and whatever. Then that's this is this band's up your fucking alley. Yeah, if you're into early Exodus, I pretty much. I I, I could be crucified for saying that because I don't know. I I would hope that the like any purist thrash metal purist that hear our show would be like, they're nothing like Exodus. I I get an Exodus vibe from them. So. I mean, my Exodus vibe is the fact that early Exodus, they're pretty known for having crap vocals and cramming lyrics into spots that shouldn't be there. So they're like, sounds forced. Like yeah. A forced vocal pattern. That's, That's what I hear in early Exodus. That's what I hear in Ranger. Music is awesome. Yes, dude. Yes. Other music. than that. <laughs> but, yeah, man. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been jamming. That's what I've been jamming, dude. How about you? <laughs> I only wrote down two things. All right. Uh, heinous. Sweet. The, the basement album, 2018. Oh, Fuck. it's new. Came out 2018. Yeah. Okay. They 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 were putting shit on a regular basis. Yeah. They. Uh, what's the what's the really good split that they did? Heinous and uh, uh, radiation vomit. It could be. I don't know. I you've played them for me before, heinous, and I've seen them floating around. To Wes, who uh, used to be from here, helped start the precinct. Now lives in Phoenix. He's their drummer. Okay. And it's just blistering, fucking grind or grind death metal, fucking amazing shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think what other split it would have been, but I can't think of it. I know they got the split radiation moment, and that's the top shelf. Yeah. Um, fuck, okay, I just blinked. Um, <laughs> the other one is uh, this just raw as fuck, scandy as shit, fucking punk band, Vagra. Listening to their fucking 
demo from 2016 called Eight Track Demonstration. Came out 2016. They're from Florida. I think now their members are spread out to like Florida and like New York or Florida and Philly or something like that. And they've had like two other releases since this. This is their first demo, but it's just fucking hyped up, fucking just high energy, raw as fuck, like Scandy Punk, man. Oh, right on, man. I love these guys. Okay. Yeah. Fucking wake you up in the morning, get your day started right. Listen to Vagra. Okay, dude. Fucking coffee in the morning. Absolutely. I don't drink coffee, but I'll fucking jam some music in the morning all the time, dude. Right. If it's like raw punk, that should will wake you right up, man. Fuck yeah. That's cool, man. Maybe we should jam them later. Check them out. Yeah, put them out for you. Um, I'm trying to think of that where where I've heard heinous before. I know that they're like I've heard them before. I might even seen them before. I don't know. Well, they played Detroit once, and I think they're gonna come back and play Detroit again because I, they're touring into Canada for a fest, and it's gonna be with Gourmet, which I think they first show that whole tour is gonna be in Detroit. Which is going to be fucking amazing. I think um, Kirby from Girth setting it up. Okay. Yeah, the radiation vomit one. Apprehended Dead. That's a newer one. Came out uh, this year, I think. Four Under the Floor. Yes. Yeah, I've heard these guys before. And uh, they did a split with Haggis. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, yeah. I forgot about that. Yes. Because I've heard pretty much everything Haggis has ever done. And I do remember them doing a split with Haggis. Yeah, the fucking... Um, the artwork for Gore from the Gutter, which was their first release, uh-huh. was done by Tim. Oh, was it? Yeah, and it's fucking pissed. Yeah, Tim from Asowich and... Uh, they were... Shitfucker. Yeah. Yeah. They released... Uh, so they they got the the basement. They just released the basement slowed. They slowed down the whole album. Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. You might dig it. Yeah, probably. I like it slow and low, man. But uh, that's cool. Yeah, heinous. Fucking, I I knew that they did a split with a band that I'm familiar with. I love Haggis. So that's cool. But um, anything else you want to add, or you want to get? Let's get into this motherfucker. Yeah, because I think that's pretty much it, man. It's time, dude. We we're talking about the 1984 slasher, the initiation. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a good one. And there's a couple of notable stars in this movie. Uh, Vera Miles. You might recognize her from the original Psycho. Yep. And she was really close with Alfred Hitchcock. Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that means. She was. And uh, she also made a, a, an appearance in Psycho 2, which came out in 1982. Yep. Um, so that that's pretty cool. Uh, Clue Gallagher. Gallagher? Yep. From uh, Return of the Living Dead. And also Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Goddamn Cherry Bomb. Goddamn Cherry Bomb. And Daphne Zuniga, who was also in The Dorm That Dripped Blood. 
And what most people probably know her from is Spaceballs. I do not remember her in Spaceballs. She was Princess Vespa. Really? She was the princess. I do not remember that, mm-hmm. but I totally could see that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to fucking pop in Spaceballs because I haven't seen that movie in forever and it's pretty fucking amazing. So Spaceballs is fucking great. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Maybe we should fucking watch that one day. Like fucking yeah. pop some corn and I'm down, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um this movie uh um uh, it's it came out unfortunately at a time that slashers were kind of getting overlooked at some point because they were coming out in the dozens and just real quick it came out around the time that the first nightmare on elm street came out it came out exactly the same time and when this was going to theater so was nightmare on elm street yeah so you know it kind of flew under radars Mm -hmm. got overlooked uh i like this movie i i bought the tape years ago and I dig it. I thought it was cool. Um, I thought that the, some of the kills were fucking top shelf, and the storyline works. There's only a couple things about this movie that I kind of could gripe about, but you know, we'll get into that later. What do you think of this movie? Overall, I like it. Okay. Um, like like you said, there's a few things that I'd uh, would have. If they were done differently, I'd like this movie more. Or if they were done less, <laughs> I'd like this movie more. Right. But overall, yeah, man. Like, the kills are great. Um, yeah, it's, it just... It's it's a fucking 80s slasher. It is. It is. It's, it's my favorite genre. It's my favorite time that these movies came out. But um, it's... Uh, it's got a good storyline to it. I mean, you know, essentially it's this girl that has a reoccurring nightmare. Mm-hmm. And um, she she's, I don't know, she, she keeps having this nightmare and fucking, they're trying to figure out why she's having this nightmare. But on top of that, she's in college and she's a part of a fraternity or a sorority, sorority my bad. And uh, it's it starts off with a bang, this bunch of chicks in lingerie yeah. with candles. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sigma, so, was it Sigma Pi will never die? Yep, yep. Could you imagine waking up to a bunch of people holding candles after you have a fucking nightmare, <laughs> singing a song? That, that's just freaky, man. But um, I used to have night terrors when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I remember coming out of one, and my dad was just standing over me, like trying to wake me up, and he had like a glass bottle of Pepsi, like here, here, wake up, you're okay, have a drink of this, you're okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I yeah, this movie uh, it falls right into the uh, the golden era of slashers. Uh, I like. All the acting in the movie, except for like a couple of scenes where it just kind of drags on, and I feel like they kind of phoned it in for that scene. Yeah, they kind of sleepwalk through their, you know, 
scripts and shit like that. But yeah. overall, this movie's great, man. It's it's pretty good. You know, when you if you're in the mood for like a fucking run of the mill slasher, man, just there you go. If you're in the mood for a run of the mill slasher and you kind of want to wait twenty or thirty minutes into it to get to the actual good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because I just feel like there's way too much build-up of backstory. Like, could have done with less of... They could have cut down the mental hospital scene in half. They could have cut a lot of the dream stuff where she's going to see the fucking professor. and Mm -hmm. They could have cut that down a little bit. There's just too much of, like, that stuff before it gets to the actual slasher aspect of this movie. Yeah. It's not 100% bad, but I just feel like there's too much gap. Yeah, there's a lot of backstory. <laughs> yeah, too much backstory and build-up. They kind of relied on Clue Gallagher and uh, Vera Miles to kind of set the tone for that. You know what I mean? Because they're established actor and actress mm-hmm. at this point. They had been in like a hundred fucking movies and you know, I don't know. I The... Uh, the mental hospital, the sanitarium scene, yeah. what you know, at the uh, gardening tool kill, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that kind of starts the movie off a little bit with a kill, but yeah. Well, that's the thing; they could still could have took that scene. There's just so much of the bitchy head nurse like yelling at the patients, and then they're all going at the cage, and then she runs away, and then it comes back and. She's going out to her car, and they're all outside, and it's like, oh, this whole fucking scene could have been, like, cut in half. Yeah. Just seems like there's a lot of, un- like, unnecessary scenes that you still, you, the viewer still would have got the idea of what's going on. They still would have been like, okay, so this, all right, so this is that, all right, cool. Did you know that there was a, a an, or, an original director for this movie? Yeah, yeah. They filled for like a week and they like fell behind scheduling and they were like, get the fuck out. Well, he they kept some of those scenes. Yeah, which is why you'll see scenes that have a more of like an art house style almost, like a totally different style than the rest of it because everybody said that that director had more of like a European art house style to his shooting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why you'll come across scenes that like are shot totally different than the rest of the movie. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that, you know, a different director. And then they brought in the new guy to finish the movie. But um, there's uh, there's some good, there's some, there's some uh, hot chicks in this movie, I'd have to say. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I did read that it was paired with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, like certain theaters, certain drive-ins at um in the Midwest did a double viewing mm-hmm. with this and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which to me is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like I get you don't necessarily want each movie to be exactly the same when you do a double feature. You kind of want to like offset one to the other. But I I don't think I'd ever do a double feature with these two movies. No, it's kind of weird. They kind of clash. Yeah, it's like all right. But this movie was heavily um, compared to Friday the Thirteenth and Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, I mean even you, you read it's like old uh, critics reviews from back when it came out, and it's just like oh, 
fucking another Friday Thirteenth ripoff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, some of the kill scenes and stuff in this movie, notably the axe to the or the hatchet to the fucking face, mm-hmm. and the arrow death, uh, the arrow through the heart. It, it definitely, you know, compared to Friday the Thirteenth and Sleepaway Camp. But I think movies, movies around this time, a lot of them slasher movies were pulling from, mm-hmm. like. One or more of like a set group of films. They were pulling from Halloween. They're pulling from Friday the Thirteenth. Right. Maybe some of them were pulling from maybe another one that came out there. Like, oh well, this one did that. But it was mainly Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween. Fucking, <laughs> they were pulling shit from those two movies. I know. Fucking, but you know, to me, this one, just the fact that it has Vera Miles in it, speaks volumes about this movie. Because she's from the original granddaddy slasher of them all. You know, the fucking psycho. And I just think that it's cool that they they scored a killer actress in Vera Miles to, to do this movie because, you know, of her resume and everything. Well, that's like getting... Um, wow, what's... Uh, <clears throat> Jamie Lee Curtis and Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. It just having like another connection back to Psycho. True. Yeah. But Which I, I guarantee mean, that's what they were doing. Yeah, probably. But um I wouldn't be surprised if they initially tried to get fucking um blank why am I blanking on her name? What's Jamie Lee Curtis's mom's name? Um Janet Lee. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried getting Janet Lee and she probably said no. Yeah, could be. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> anyone could have fucking... I mean, like, like Vera Miles is good in this movie, but there's, like, the one scene where she just... When the, when the professor comes in? Yeah, just dumbfounded and just not saying anything, and it's just like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, do you have keys? And she's like, pour me a drink. It's just really tough to sit through, but... <laughs> it's not as bad, but the scene from... Uh... God, motherfucking damn it! Blinking on the name of the movie, the what's that Thanksgiving? Uh, Nightmare Shadowwoods. Oh, uh, Blood Rage. Blood Rage, where the mom's on the phone. Oh God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. Like, the, like if they would have got rid of that scene with her, you'd have been like, all right, yeah, she did. She's like a not really a seasoned actress, not the greatest. But she held her own throughout. But then you throw that scene in there, and you're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, this isn't like exactly at that level, but it's a pretty bad fucking scene. But I don't think it's all her necessarily. It's how they fucking. I guarantee it's how it's written and how the director said, "Oh, I want you to play it like this." Yeah, and she played it like that, which was horrible. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. You're right. The twist at the end of this movie was great. Yeah, it was good. I, but I'd have to see that. I'd have to see when the when like other certain movies came out to know if like is is this was that like an original twist or was that because you kind of see that twist now and you're like okay that's fucking played out that's of course that was the twist but in like '84. 
Oh, for sure, yeah. Like Blake's was... Sisters did it. Um, yeah, I can't remember. There was like another movie that did something similar, but it was like, okay, was that... In 84, I think that was this was a pretty original. It was. Um... Or I wouldn't say original, but a, a pretty... You didn't see this a lot, so you didn't know, like, okay, this is what's going to fucking happen. Yeah. They definitely set it up as the dad. They did. Yeah, they were the uh, the real dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that fucking lounge lounge lizard fucking Hugh Gallagher in bed Clue. with everybody. Yo, yeah, Clue Gallagher. Clue Gallagher. I always want to say Hugh Gallagher. <laughs> Hugh Gallagher. <laughs> fucking Clue Gallagher. Yeah, Clue. In bed with everyone. Yeah. He was uh, the ladies' man in this movie. But, yeah, uh, the twist I thought was pretty good. And, uh, you know, uh, the whole fucking mall aspect of it, too. Like, department store kind of thing was kind of cool. I guess they wanted to have this... uh, Originally, they wanted to have the whole thing set in a department store. Really? But they couldn't find one. Hmm. So they had to settle with the the mall, which doesn't make sense to me because they have to. They ended up getting a mall, right? But I guess they had a different. I guess they wanted to do it at a different angle with it involving like the sorority, um, like prank thing. Yeah. That was going to be the whole thing of the movie, and then they couldn't find what they wanted, so they had to switch it up, and then they ended up doing it with the fucking mall. Hmm. I don't know. To me, it sounds like they could have done it with the mall. They could have, yeah. But, I mean, that was done a few years later in Hide and Go Shriek. Or Hide and Shriek, whatever. Yeah. It was like the whole thing took place in a fucking department store. So. This movie does have... There's scenes in this movie where... It's the same. You're like, oh, have I seen that? Have I watched this? Oh, wait, no, I've watched fucking Hide and Go Shriek. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, It's... Hide, hide and go freak took from this movie for sure like the lad, the second half of it the fucking the, the scene that I'm thinking of the most is not even really a full scene but when they get into the cargo elevator the freight elevator mm-hmm. and that was where I was like wait I, I just watched this recently and I'm like oh no I watched <laughs> I can go shriek right yes yeah but uh, overall, I, I don't know. This movie, uh, it's worth a watch, man. If you haven't seen it, I would definitely check it out. There's some good kill scenes in it. The acting isn't terrible. Yeah. You know, as far as, like, slashers from the early 80s or just the 80s in general, a lot of the acting was bad in these movies. But in this one, the acting actually is not that bad, and the gore is pretty good. See, I feel early 80s the acting's were the acting was pretty good it's when you got towards like the late 80s slashers where it's when they were like we need we don't have the budget the studio's not giving a shit mm-hmm. but we need asses and seats and we need gore so we need tits and we're limited on the girls who want to do what we want to do yeah true story so that's when you get like slumber party 3 yeah. Where they're like, so who's working the adult film circuit? Yeah. <laughs> it wants to be in a horror movie. Yeah, who's willing to get naked? Who's willing to get killed? But yeah, this movie, I mean, obviously it was uh, the starting point. The first um, lead role of uh, Daphne... Uh, Zuniga. Zuniga. Who went into, obviously, being in bigger movies. Yeah. 
So yeah, they actually had like legit actors in this movie. People actually wanted to fucking act. People were trying to break in. Yeah, well, that and then they had established, um, you know, actor and actress starring in the movie. That seems to be part of a, the blueprint when you're making like a horror film. Yeah, get somebody who's like a known face, who's established, who's been in this business for fucking years. Yeah, get somebody like that in your movie. Well, it just seemed to be the trend in the early '80s too, because William Shatner was in Visiting Hours. Yeah. You know, he was also in The Babysitter. I mean, these were well-established actors and actresses that wanted to get in on the slasher thing, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like weird. Even Chuck Norris at some point had put out a slasher film and shit, so it's like, you know. What did Chuck Norris do? Uh, Silent Rage. Oh, that one, okay. Yeah, The fucking mindless, indestructible killer. Yeah. Yeah. And he has to fucking... He has to take him down with his karate kicks. Yeah, he... Uh, chopping bricks and karate kicks him into a uh, well <laughs> that he can't get out of. And that's how he uh, defeats the uh, indestructible killer. But uh, it was shot like a slasher film. The whole movie was. It was pretty cool. But... Uh, I'd give this movie probably a fucking 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'd probably be around 6 or so. Okay, yeah. It's not definitely not the best I've ever seen, but it's not the worst. Yeah, I mean, it's... And it has highlights. It's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So, anything? Like, no, I was just going to say, like, my only, my only issue was, I guess, some of the pacing in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like, they could have cut some of that down, mm-hmm. maybe spread it around Got right a bit. to the fucking... Yeah, it kind of set it up... Sooner, because they didn't really. It took a minute to really set it up. It did, but that backstory pays off at the end. Yeah, but but I felt that could have been done better. Yeah. Oh yeah. You could have sure. you could have done it better with less. They right. could have still set it up without having the fucking like forty five minutes total of Dialogue. scenes mm-hmm. that set it up. Right. Could have cut it down to like twenty minutes total, and maybe. Spaced it between a little bit more, something I don't know, yeah. That's yeah, but I mean, yeah, once you actually get to it, where like shit's going down, people are getting and killed, shit's happening, like this is it, like I dig it, yeah. Not a bad, it's, it's not a bad film at all, yeah. It's definitely one that you know, I'm glad didn't get forgotten about. I'm glad fucking uh, I think Arrow picked it up and released it. Released it, yeah. So, all right. Um, I think that's that. That is that. And um, thanks for listening. And uh, if you want to check us out, uh, hit us up on our website, burnofferingspodcast.com. Throw us on Instagram, burnofferings underscore podcasts. Facebook, we are. Burn Offerings Horror Podcast and on Twitter we are underscore Burn Offerings so if you want to throw us a line uh, order some merch get us up on any of those yes sir so thanks for listening and we'll uh, see you next time yeah see you guys later